Hello and welcome to Phil Singer Games Roll Up, the official Phil Singer Games podcast. This is the very first episode. I am your host, Sam Fain, and I am super excited to be bringing you this podcast along with Todd Gershel and Mike Molesky. Uh, we are going to be talking about some news. Uh, we've got a segment in our opening bell. Uh, and then, of course, we'll also get into uh, Storm the Ring and Brawl. We've got uh, some discussion topics, and, uh, and then we're going to go home with a wrap-up. Uh, the format of the podcast will be changing um, week to week. We're going to have interview segments with fellow promoters, uh, personalities who are already involved with the game, including wrestlers or behind-the-scenes talent. And, uh, of course, we'll uh, uh, keep you updated on all the going-ons at Fed. HQ, as well as some really fun, exciting ventures that will come down the road. Um, but that said, we are thrilled that you're joining us on this ride. Uh, it has been a long time coming. Um, I think that Todd and I started discussing this probably close to a year ago. And as we were doing things over on uh, my podcast, King of Pro Wrestling, we realized the need for uh, an official podcast just because there was so much going on and there were a lot of really cool podcasts that were already popping up, um, including, of course, um, Uncharted Territory, um, the GWF Promoter, um, just, just some really cool stuff already happening. And, and of course, um, the, the King of Pro Wrestling stuff kind of filled the niche as, as being as close to official without being official. Um, but it was time. It was time, wouldn't you say, Todd? It was definitely time. Yes. And now is the time. Now Kicking is it the off. time. Phil Singer Games roll up. Yeah. So, I mean, this is, uh, this should be a lot of fun. Yeah, we're looking to come to you uh, weekly. Uh, join the, your weekly Phil Singer Games uh, podcast rotation. Um, and uh, yeah, lots of different uh, topics. We're going to kick off kind of our, our standard one today, but we're going to have all sorts of different formats going forward. Uh, some cool guests and stuff like that. We're already uh, lining up uh, for the future and uh, hope you guys are, will enjoy the ride with us. Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, just uh, now that we've gotten kind of all the formalities out of the way, Todd, how are you? I- I'm doing, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. This is yeah. uh, exciting. I'm glad to see this finally happen. As you mentioned, we've kind of been talking about this for uh, quite a while and um yeah, it's a good to ha- kind of to finally have this uh, platform uh, in an official capacity. I hope everybody uh, goes out and subscribes uh, to our podcast on all your favorite podcast mediums. Uh, if we're not up there right away, we will be up there soon once we kind of clear all the hurdles that we need to. But uh, uh, definitely, uh, you know, uh, subscribe to us and let us know what you think. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and also, you know, the lingo is changing on Apple Podcasts. You no longer subscribe to a podcast. You follow a podcast. So it's now you have to subscribe and or follow. Uh, Mike, how are you? Well, I was great until I found out this was a weekly podcast. I've been hearing you guys talk about this for at least a, a year. It might be more than that. And, and, and I just found out now that I've been voluntold that I'm doing a weekly podcast. So I guess I, was, I'm, I'm, I thought I was doing well, but now, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes from here. Well, I think that one of the benefits of doing it weekly is that we will hopefully be able to keep things a little shorter than what we normally did. Because when we got together on Kick of Pro Wrestling, you know, two two hours, two and a half hours, it, you know, it was it didn't matter. We we didn't have any. There was no structure. There were no boundaries time wise. Um, 
So I, I just I'm assuming at this particular point uh, that you guys are, are starting to to feel the, the the pressure, the weight of of new releases. We've got new releases right around the corner, so there's probably a lot going on behind the scenes. Uh, we'll get into to be working on it. I, I didn't realize that. <laughs> That's, oh boy, I get to work. Yeah. Oh boy, <laughs> get some stuff um, over to the printer. But but in addition to that, something else that's in the works and, and I know is exciting. Todd, you've got some news to drop for us right now. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you know, last summer we kicked off. Uh, uh, we had Galacticon. We you know forced us to kind of move from our traditional in-person conventions to something online. Uh, it was a big experiment at the time. Didn't know what was going on, but I think overall uh, it, it turned out great. I think people have been really open to it and. Uh, have been uh, you know, looking forward to these different events that we've been putting on. We did one in the fall, uh, our holiday kickoff, and then one this past January, our perennial, uh, kicking, uh, which started off the year. And uh, so just wanted to announce that we're going to be doing our fourth event, although uh, it's going to be the same weekend coming up April 11, 10th and 11th. It's going to be the same weekend as some other thing going on in Tampa. I'm not sure exactly what that is. But uh, we're going to also look to do ours over two days, so 10th and 11th. Uh, it's not going to be quite as long a days as we had at Galacticon, but uh, we're looking at uh, 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern each day on Saturday is going to be our Legends and Indies-focused convention. Sunday is going to be our Champions of the Galaxy-focused convention, and this is going to be the kickoff to the Road to Galacticon. Uh, that's what we're uh, we're dubbing it, uh, and um, as as with our other conventions, uh, we're going to start off with some game playing tournaments, and then follow that up with uh, some panel discussions. So uh, you will see uh, some signups and some, everything available on Friday on the Philosopher Games website. Uh, this is going to be a free event. Both events will be free to attend. Uh, just sign up uh, through the uh, Zoom sign-up link, and then you'll be allowed to come in here. If your Legends fan just want to come to Legends Day, that's perfectly fine. If your Champions Focus just want to come Sunday, that's great. If you want to come both days, even better. Uh, should have a lot of fun uh, with what we're doing. Um, and uh, more details uh, to come out uh, Friday, and you'll hear us kind of talking about that more uh, coming up in the couple weeks, next couple weeks. Yeah, uh, super exciting. And, and the fact that it's free, it's a great opportunity to hear from creative teams, uh, ask some wonderful questions uh, about, you know, how cards come together, uh, all sorts of things, artwork, etc. It'll be a great opportunity to, to you know, get a, a, a peek behind the curtain. And of course, the tournaments are always a heck of a lot of fun. Uh, I remarked to you, uh, we had a conversation this past weekend, Todd, that uh, for me, having never participated in, in tournaments before or, or, you know, played against anyone before, always, you know, gone solo, it was such a fun experience to just watch some of the matches, you know, to, to kind of, uh, uh, you know, pick a favorite sometimes in a match and, and just really, you know, let it, let it play out. Uh, so it's, it's just a lot of fun. And if you've never attended one of the virtual cons before, this is a perfect opportunity, especially with the time investment, you know, being spread over two days. It's, you know, just a few hours. And again, you don't have to attend the whole thing. You can kind of just pick and choose. And the schedule will be up uh, on Friday. It's um, worth noting that we're recording on a Tuesday night. This will probably drop on a Thursday. So uh, if, if we're referencing things and it seems like, well, that's tomorrow or that was yesterday, uh, that's the reason why, because we are recording on a Tuesday. Um, 
But speaking of, of new and exciting well, well, things, Sam, Sam, if I if I can cut you off there for a second, of in course. Addition to everything we talked about for 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 the uh, the Road to Galacticon, I think another thing people should know is there's going to be news announcements. It's not oh, just yeah, going to be discussions about past stuff that we've done. We're going to be kicking off. The, I mean, it really is the Road to Galacticon. We're going to be talking about things that are happening this spring, but also things that are going to be happening this summer. Even. So there's going to be, some, I think, some really exciting announcements for people that they want to, you know. Stay tuned for because you know it's it's it's, it's we're going to break news there. Absolutely, and it, you know, and hey, look, we all know, and, you know, everyone listening, the three of us here, we know that as soon as we get our hands on the newest sets and those new cards, we're already asking questions about what's coming next. And this is a wonderful opportunity. You'll have your new cards. You know, you'll probably have them in your hands by that point, and now you'll be able to get the information that you know uh, you're you're going to the message boards for uh, right there in person on the con. So, uh, Mike, I'm glad that you mentioned that because. Uh, the news announcements, you know, tend to be some of the most fun. The, the you know, seeing some of the new artwork uh, get revealed, um, you know, is always a, a lot of fun. Um, it's just, it's a great opportunity, again, to to really kind of just engage with the community. And that aspect of it has continued to provide a lot of enjoyment, I know, for myself and based off of the feedback that, you know, that we've gotten um, for others. So uh, I, I'm, you know, I'm there anyway. Uh, obviously, but uh, even even if I wasn't going to be doing any sort of MC duties, I would definitely uh, be there because uh, it's just a wonderful way to kind of keep tabs on everything that's going on. And, um, and I will say that the uh, tournaments are going to be all focused on our releases that just came out in Q1. So what we're trying to do with all the different uh, online tournaments, just really focus on what's new and exciting uh, going on. So yeah, anything that's that 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 we're releasing now is is going to be really the theme of those tournaments coming up. That's exciting. I, I I'm really looking forward to that vintage legends tournament. You know that'll be a lot of fun to see how those guys do uh, yeah. and who and who comes out on top. I haven't you know I haven't seen any stats or anything yet, so I have no idea how uh, how the cards are uh, or if there's any changes. Which I'm sure there have been a little changes here and there made to like Gotch oh, yeah. and Hackenschmidt etc. But uh, it'll be really really cool to uh, to to see uh, how those cards do. Uh, not to mention, of course, the IWTV cards and the, and the new War Games cards. Um, speaking of, of the new cards, uh, Mike, how, how is the process thus far getting those new releases? Can you tell us anything about when we might expect to receive those? Well, I, I think that um, this is sort of the most stressful time of every release cycle, right? Because we get down to the end and inevitably, you know, we find something wrong that we need to fix three weeks ago, right? It's, it's one of those, it, it should never get that far, but whether that's, it's a, you know, the wrong choice move assigned to a level because we changed something in a card or something just a typo got through. We, we, we tend to look for those right up until the very last minute. Um, I've had things where I've pulled them off the press and said, nope, stop the press is literally, we don't, we, we can't let this go forward. We need to switch this. So, this is sort of the stressful time because we're we're looking for that those last little things that did we miss something did it did it get through accidentally uh, did we break something or we change something so it, it's uh, I'd say this is sort of crunch time for for Phil Singer games but uh, I, I'm pretty confident that, that people are gonna like what they see I, I think we are, we are, we're still uh, confident we'll meet our end of March ship date um, you know. Hopefully, a little early, but but I think that, uh, <laughs> any any promises. Uh, we we promised the thirty first, and we'll we'll hit the thirty first. But uh, you know, we're always 
always trying to be at least a little early on that, but I, I don't like putting too much pressure on Todd because he's the one who ultimately has to cash the checks that my mouth uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty good at getting that 24-hour turnaround though so i you know I, I know what it's like to be a game fan at home waiting for their cards so i try my best to yeah. get it around pretty quick todd, todd todd is the best in the business there is no doubt people like if, if 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 you need to count on someone to get something done fast that todd is your man so you know understand that if it is possible to get it out early it will be out early but you know to some degree, you know, we, we find typos and I, I would rather be, you know, two days later with, a, you know, a, a better card than one with an obvious typo. So that, yeah. that's sort of what we come down to at the end. Yeah, yeah absolutely. My, my, my daughter is already asking me, you know, how much she can help because she's looking to get some extra money out of this too. So <laughs> she's excited about the cards coming in as well. I would say. He's a capitalist. <laughs> There's no doubt yeah. about it entrepreneurial spirit um so uh, todd do you have do you have a you know a, a card that has been announced or, or one set in particular that you're looking forward to the most this time around oh geez there's so many good ones there um i let's see i mean iwtv has been a lot of fun just kind of working with them and kind of coming up with they obviously i'm more involved with the creative aspect on the indies there so getting to see some of those different guys that we've been wanting to get into the game at one point and really kind of finding a home for them um, has been good. Like uh, you know, Joshua Bishop, I'm a big fan of at AIW, so I'm glad to see him getting a card. Um, also, is that the one guy who I'm really glad is getting a card was Larry Legend. That's a guy I signed at Tournament of Death about five years ago. Been the nicest guy. I've seen him at different events. He's like, when's my card coming out? I'm like, oh, we got to find a spot for you. But I'm like, so glad we found a spot for him because he's really uh, a great announcer there. So I think a lot of those I'm really excited about. And probably the other, the other one I think that I'm going to jump into right away is going to be the FTR. So really kind of playing out the new storyline around that. Uh, I think the uh, Champions of the Galaxy Prime subscribers who have been into the FTR cards are really going to uh, like that. And actually, there's another card that's been written into uh, into the storyline, which I might have to give away some freebies of, is um, uh, one that was going to be a Galacticon giveaway a couple of years ago. I think I gave it out uh, uh, with the Prime subscribers at the time, uh, Seth Apatis, which was a card created by my son uh that he's going to be written into the ftr storyline uh, as well so uh i'm excited to, to play him and uh, king tucks out uh there my my uh my kids cards in there so it's nice. right there. that's fantastic that's fantastic exclusive reveal on on, on a little Games spoiler Roll. there uh i love well, it i love it and, and i gotta say you know with the, with the ftr stuff i think this is something that you know we wanted to do with champions of the galaxy for a while um, in, in terms of like we, you know, with, with the other product lines, we found some really nice niches to fill, and and we've with um, with champions, we, we've done some nice things where we filled in the gaps on, um, you know, what's happening with the future shop series, for example, and, and and you know what we've done with Chronos, like it's been great. But one of the things we thought was, wouldn't it be great to get some storyline advancement out of COTG Prime? Um, and, and I think what, what Rob's put together is phenomenal. I mean, it is main release quality story that people are getting out of uh, COTG Prime this quarter. I, I think that I can't say enough about how hard Rob worked on this and, and what, a, what a great concept it was. This is something he and I have been talking about for a long time. 
you know, it, it, people maybe may be used to hearing this when Rob and I talk about what we're doing with some of the different chronos and, and uh, now FDR stuff, but it's, it's stuff that's been kicking around and we found the, the, the sort of the vehicle to deliver, I think, a great story that's going to play out in multiple parts. I guess maybe that's a, a reveal, too. I, I don't know if we've said that yet um, anywhere else, but, but this is going to be a multi-part story that's coming out through COTG Prime with uh, FDR suspects. So I think that it's something that people should be really excited about. If you're a COTG fan and you like the FDR concept, you're going to see character advancement. This is not going to be GWF light. It's going to be something different. It's going to have its own sort of self-contained story, but it's still going to be compatible with what's going on with GWF. So I think this is just, uh, I think Rob's done a phenomenal job with the story. I think the cards people are going to love, and, and it's just a new concept that we haven't done before. So I'm excited about that for sure. Yeah, I think it's a wonderful, you know, evolution uh, of FTR, you know, as, as, as a product line and, uh, you know, the storyline, the creative behind it and, and having gotten kind of the behind the scenes peak that, that, you know, I was privileged to have. Um, and I'm sure some things have probably shifted and changed since, you know, I was last kind of made aware of where things were. But um, I think it's just a wonderful opportunity to to take that, you know, to the next level and, you know, and, and go beyond from being kind of the you know, uh, I mean, a, a lot of people were using a lot of those guys as like enhancement talent or, or curtain jerker matches or, you know, that sort of thing. And now really, really kind of, I think, gives the brand even more definition and, and puts some, some really talented cards in promoters' hands to use to build, you know, a new, a new Fed around, uh, which, is, which is really cool. And the storyline itself, I think, is great you know, based off of what I read. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, to hearing what other promoters think. Uh, but I'm also looking forward to kind of, you know, getting, getting the full picture because all I've, all I've gotten at this point is, you know, kind of, a uh, more than a tease, but you know, certainly snippet. not. You got to snip it. You got to, you yeah. got to snip it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I got like, I got the first 10 minutes, you know, the first 10 minutes of gameplay <laughs> I got, but you know, I still haven't gotten the whole package. Yet. No. I, and, and the thing is if people are afraid that they're going to lose their enhancement talent, that's not the case. There's that there's FDR, characters are still going to be available as enhancement talent, but, but it's going to advance some of the characters to the point that they're, I would say, just a little step above, and so there's going to be more of a, a, a gradient in, in the FDR talent, and, and I think that's a good thing. Um, yeah, I think, I think it, it kind of almost mirrors a little bit what you're seeing on the uh, main stages uh, WWE these days, you know, where you know, yeah, NXT originally was kind of the developmental, and now it's, you know, it's, own, it's own kind of sustainable thing with you know really great storylines and things like that and i think you know trying to get a little bit more towards that but still have them you know feed into the gwf as, as needed yeah um so you know obviously we we've spoken a little bit about some of the other stuff that's, that, that's coming out but moving into prime um you know the the legends prime card uh that that was revealed recently of course is the the dream team version of, of Brutus Beefcake, uh, which I think the, the artwork... I thought we just said tag team version. Tag team version. Whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever it is. Something. Tag some team beefcake. version. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that could be copyrighted. Um, but, but that <laughs> no, said, it can't be. Um, <laughs> um, I do think that the, you know, that the artwork has gotten pretty much universal acclaim uh, over at the, the message boards. Uh, Well-deserved. It's, it's great. Yeah, Warner, Warner was fantastic on that. I mean, it, I think that, you know, Warner is, is, again, you know, the most prolific artist 
in Tilsinger games history. Uh, but but he but it's for a reason. He 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 consistently knocks it out of the park with certain things. And and that one in particular, Sam, I think you know he took you know a lot of different direction in terms of pose versus outfit versus colors mm. that that were you know I, I'm I pulled you know this piece of reference and that piece of reference and oh think about this and can you do that and he really pulled all that together into a great drawing. So I, I don't, I'm sorry for cutting you off, but, but no. I just wanted to point out what a great job Warner did with that piece, because it wasn't just a great piece of art, it was a great piece of interpretation that went with it. That's really cool to know, yeah, because I, you know, obviously we've spoken in the past about how sometimes it, it does come down to sort of like amalgamating a few different images as opposed to just using one reference piece, uh, so I love hearing that. Um, now, obviously, the, the other two names have yet to be revealed. There's a lot of speculation, uh, a lot of commentary on the message boards about, about what's coming next. Uh, but I, I, for one, am definitely looking forward to the artwork. Um, you know, I, I, I know that, uh, that others are, are looking forward to, to, to seeing, you know, what's coming next uh, there. And, and, and I'm certainly one of them. Uh, then, of course, on the indie side, um, you know, we've kind of got the whole, the whole shebang uh, revealed, uh, pretty much, uh, uh tell us a, a little bit about those, those prime releases, Todd. Uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, I mentioned Larry legend before, but, uh, yeah, uh, Benjamin Carter, who's been, uh, you know, that was, uh, wrestled, uh, yeah, I think learned in, uh, the black and brave school out in Iowa. And so he's been in a lot of, on the, uh, indie scene, a lot in the Midwest as he kind of started out, but now he's back home, in the UK and, uh, you know, in a different stage these days, but, uh, somebody that, uh, Zeke uh, signed recently and I was like, okay, this is somebody I think that would fit in really well with a lot of the UK guys, but also I think has wrestled some great matches against a lot of the other IWTV talent that we have in the set. So he's going to be in there. And as well, um, you know, I, I, we, we, uh, uh, Zeke had also signed, uh, uh, Josh Bishop's tag partner, Wes Barkley. So we thought that, you know, would be a great, uh, you know, another kind of manager slash tag partner to have in there and a good compliment to the set. So uh, yeah, we have a lot absolutely. of different, a lot of different cool concepts coming up for Indies prime, but this one, we want to tie it into IWTV best we could and kind of, you know, compliment that set best we can uh, to start out the gate here. Yeah. Well, I, for one, I'm excited to have Wes Barkley in the game, of course, with Josh Bishop because the, the rip city shooters, uh, it'll be really cool to, to team them up. And, uh, I, you know, I'm really looking forward to hearing um, what, you know, promoters think uh, of the cards. Uh, I, I've had a sneak peek, so I, I know, you know, what's pretty much what's coming um, on all fronts. And uh, obviously most of the artwork is already out there for the set. And uh, it's, it's, again, it's, you know, the artwork has been phenomenal. I'm really looking forward to seeing what people think of the piece that's going to be dropped uh, this week in particular. I think it's a great, great piece of art. And I think it's a great, uh, get for the indies uh, side we, of the game so we can mention it since this is dropping after that so yeah it's oh it's, my uh, gosh you're right <laughs> we're, we're time we're time traveling here sam yes yeah, so, uh, one called manders is the last name there who is a yeah really cool uh really cool wrestler there kind of a haas, haas uh, wrestler there uh to, to, to go into the fed along with uh um yeah, with everybody else. So yeah, the, uh, overall, it's a piece really of art too. I might add. Again, yeah, yeah really nice. back on Warner, it's, it's it's a really nice piece of art. That I think very dynamic character yeah. across uh, very well. Yeah, and yeah. Manders is a guy who came to us is like, hey, uh, how can I get a card? And we're like, 
we got you, man. <laughs> yeah, no, he's great. I, you know, I, I was doing some research uh, recently and uh, hadn't seen too much of him, honestly. You know, was aware of who he was, had seen like a couple clips here and there, but actually got to sit down and watch some matches and a couple promos and, you know, kind of stalk his, his Twitter feed and learn a little bit more about him. And what a cool guy. Another, in addition to Benjamin Carter, you mentioned earlier, but another alum of uh, the Black and Brave Academy. Um, in Iowa. He's got a fantastic backstory. I just, I love that, you know, literally he pretty much one day walked off the football field at University of Iowa, you know, knew that his time at the school was, was coming to an end and got in his car and, and pretty much just drove, you know, straight over to the academy and, you know, was like, sign me up. I'm ready to go. And and that wow. was, <laughs> that's his origin story. You know, it's like, how cool is that? You know, um, it incorporates a lot of football stuff into his move, into his art, you know, move set too, which is pretty neat. So. Yeah, very proud of his time at University yeah, of Iowa. Um, and and uh, even, you know, that's kind of where he um, is announced as hailing from uh, in in, uh, in the ring, even though I think he's actually from like Maryland or something like that. But uh, uh, yeah, considers himself Iowa through and through, which hey, for a guy who was born there, you know, uh, I can get behind that. Um, so cool. Well, we, you know, uh, it's always a fun time of year and, and I'm just grateful that it comes more than once a year, uh, when we get new releases and I, I'm super excited for these sets. Uh, I, I, I think that, uh, you know, the legend set is, is one that I'm really looking forward to. I've always loved having the, the, you know, the vintage guys, Frank Gotch was my very first legends champion ever. Um, when I, when I started running a legends black and white fed many moons ago and, uh, uh to have him in, in color or, sepia tone i suppose uh <laughs> is is super cool and lots of other great names uh, in that set uh, as well I, I i think that we've got i mean it, it's a great lineup of guys um you know uh, that that we've got and i think that even, even guys like hackenschmidt which people already had i think they're going to really like what the legends crew has done with that card there's been some subtle tweaks to those guys and, and, and hackenschmidt has one of the more notable subtle tweaks um, that I really like um, because yep. it speaks to um, the wrestler he was um, and, and the impact he had. I mean, you know, and I think that the card will be very reflective uh, of, in a very small way, even better. The, the first card was great for Hack, um, but this one I think will be um, people will appreciate the uh, tweak. So there's there's a little spoiler for you. That's awesome. I can't wait to see what that is. Well, I think that one other cool thing that we get to do right now, since we sort of time traveled there for a moment with Manders, is that we are actually going to kind of drop uh, uh, some news here because people who have subscribed already are listening already to this episode and, and, and have done it before the reveal tonight, Friday night. Uh, we're going to reveal the legend's name right here on this podcast. So who wants to are do we, it? Who are wants we, are we going to break those rules? Are we going to do that? Is that, is that it's is the first, that, it's the first podcast, you know? It's the <laughs> no, first podcast. we got to break well, some news, if, right? If, if, if we're going to break rules, then, then it definitely should be Utah who, who breaks the rules. It should be me. He wants you to stick your neck out there. I see oh, that. No, yeah. It's not about sticking the neck out. It's that Todd deserves the credit. Because Todd, Todd is, is so behind the scenes and doesn't get any credit at all, I think, for what, just all the fantastic things he does, because everybody else gets to be the spotlight reveal or, oh, in the, in the discussions. So to me, <laughs> I think we should give Todd the chance to break the first news on the podcast. Okay. I completely agree, Mike. 
All right. So, uh, you know, when we were coming up with the, um, with the lineup here, we had a number of names that we knew we wanted to get in there. And, uh, you know, one of the ones that we released uh, two weeks ago was Evan Strangler Lewis. And we were like, you know what? One Strangler is just not enough. So we need to have Ed Strangler Lewis in the set as well. Uh, so he's going to be the last card uh, in the set that's uh, going to be announced tonight. Some cool artwork for him, too. Uh, and uh, definitely it'd be really cool kind of seeing if the Stranglers team up, if you feud them against each other for the name. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, I think people are going to really like that card as well and having him in their set. Yeah, well, there's a, and, and Ed's, the, you know, one of the most titanic names in all of wrestling. I think, yeah. you know, it's easy to, you know, it's been so long, people don't understand. People looked at him on the same level as Jack Dempsey and Babe Ruth. I mean, he was a name in sports that, that crossed, you know, all boundaries. Like, you know, he was, you know, people talk about, oh, you know, the rock transcended wrestling or, you know, this wrestler, Hulk Hogan transcended wrestling. You know, Ed Strangler Lewis was a cultural icon in the 1920s. And so to me, uh, and, and beyond that, but, but I mean, particularly in the twenties and then, you know, wound up being bridging the gap to the next, next generation, the generation after that. I mean, he was, you know, Leaf as his manager, um, you, know, you know, so I think that to have him in the game is a great thing and, and to have done this set without him would have felt hollow in some ways. Yeah, I, I, I think that, I mean, you hit it right uh, on the mark there, Mike, especially when it comes to his popularity and his notoriety during his time, because, you know, when you do mention guys like The Rock or Hogan, uh, a lot of times, you know, they, their achievements went beyond wrestling. And, 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 and that's great. I mean, I think that, you know, in particular, The Rock deserves all the credit in the world for everything that he's been able to accomplish. But the thing that's so remarkable about Ed Lewis is everything that he did, he did in wrestling. And he was still that popular. He, he, he brought more eyes to wrestling, whereas it could be argued that there are other people that used wrestling as their springboard to something bigger. And, and Ed Lewis instead kind of helped to define what it was uh, that, you know, that people were coming to see. And I think that, you know, that, that one really only needs to look at uh, what he did for, you know, the Louisville Gardens in particular. I mean, he, he made that particular venue on par with Madison Square Garden in New York City with the amount of people that were coming to see wrestling there. And that was kind of, you know, his, his home base for a while. So, um, yeah, I think that it's, it's a wonderful name to add to the game. I think that it really, it's, it's, it's kind of just puts this set in particular over the top. When you think about all the names that you've got from Gotch, Hack and Schmidt, you know, the great gamma, the, you know I mean? It's just like, it, it, it's such an incredible set. And of course the other Strangler, Evan Strangler Lewis, who was an incredible, uh, uh, wrestler and uh, notorious talent in his own right. So, um, I mean, I, this was a you know a day one get for me anyway. Uh, as soon as Gotch was announced, but to have you know to have Ed Lewis uh, and, and the artwork is 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 great. I love that it's you know it's 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 his prime. You know, this isn't kind of your your older Ed Lewis, which I think we're used to seeing more of. You know, in, in black and white photos and that sort of stuff. This is definitely you know, Ed Strangler Lewis in his prime. So uh, it's well, a great that was, addition. That was one of the, that was one of the problems for this was is that if every picture you look at for Ed Lewis is with Luthez or something, you know, like from that right. or, or from his retirement, you know, he's, he's clearly retired at that point. So to, to find a good reference photo of him that really does justice to the specimen that Ed Lewis was in his prime is, 
is a challenge. So I think that I was excited. We we got. I think we got a good uh, reference. I think Warner did a great job uh, capturing it, and I'm hopeful people are really excited about it. Yeah, I personally, you know, I would say that it's it, it's it's a better piece than the the black and white piece. Um, just because, again, I think it captures sort of a, a you know more Ed Lewis in his prime, where even the, the the black and white piece was kind of almost a you know a little bit like right on the edge of being that sort of you know over the hill. If one can call somebody like Ed, the ghost of Ed Lewis is going to come in here and like you know strangle me. But put, put uh, anyway, headlock, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so new releases always exciting uh, and i just want to mention one more thing one of the coolest parts of the set also is the new charts that are going to come with it too so these yes. are printed charts it's not just in the booklet these are standalone charts um for you know out of the ring into the ropes into the turnbuckle and choice situations that more actively uh, that reflect that period of wrestling and so I you can adapt it so to anybody else coming in yeah, thrilled for those. I think it'll add a great new dimension for these sets. Um, and I think it can, and I think it can be used by more modern wrestlers who have, like, I'll just say, like, a, a more traditional style to them. Like, you know, it, it, it's it's certainly. I mean, I wouldn't use it for a hardcore fan. Like these charts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, Sandman's not going to be doing many of these. You know. <laughs> correct. Correct. Yeah, but but if it's but if you have a fan that's it's sort of I'll just say more. Um, you know, grappling, grappling kind of style. These charts would be a really great addition. To well, and the wonderful thing is, doing, it's just, it's just we're doing ropes. Yeah, it's it's ropes, ring, turnbuckle, and choice situations. So to spoil that for everybody too. Um, I guess that's another. I don't think we ever named that. I think we did maybe at one point. I can't did remember. We, well, so well, many well, different but, things. But, but, but those, but those are the. So it, it'll be all four of those things will be, um, yeah, those four charts. We're not replacing all the charts, just those uh, charts specifically um, for, for the vintage guys. And I think, I think I love it. I mean, it was, a, it's a great concept that, that uh, the team came up with and I think it was executed very well. Yeah. I can't wait to see them. And it just, I think it adds more versatility, you know, gives people the opportunity, like, maybe certain matches will use those charts as opposed to, you know, it doesn't mean if your fed uses those charts for some matches, you can't use the old charts for others or, you know, vice versa. Uh, so Sandman can still be on your card. You know, I just don't think it would be wise to have him use these charts. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I think, uh, I think it's time to move on to our next segment. Is it time to storm the ring and brawl? I think it is. <laughs> Let's get at uh, it. <laughs> so we have a, a great topic of discussion, one that uh, has gotten quite a bit of play over on the, the discussion boards. Uh, I know Grant mentioned it on his podcast recently, and that is, uh, of course, exclusive cards. Uh, so Todd, kick us off, man. Yeah. So yeah, we yeah obviously a lot of this kind of spurred from the. Um, the uh, now infamous the uh, uh, Nacho Barrera coming Nacho into Barrera. the coming into the Phil Singer Games universe. Uh, Who thought nachos would be controversial? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so I, I mean I, I actually been kind of pleased that now like Nacho is now has this you know iconic uh, spot within the Phil Singer Games universe there. Um, 
And uh, yeah, so you know, we did that as a, as a card you know, just for people who who attended the perennial. And then obviously, there's some discussion afterwards, like, oh, you know, I missed the perennial. Um, you know, can I still get this card or whatnot? Uh, I was like, well, no, we're gonna. It's just this is an exclusive for that. Now, not to say that we don't have a couple extra Nacho Barrera cards here that might make you know become available in the future, but you know, it's going to be in a specific way. And you know, in the future. I could see more of these different things. Now it, this whole kind of the whole concept of kind of a exclusive card didn't start, you know, with Nacho Barrera. It started decades ago with, you know, Johnny Rocket and uh, the Draconian Sheik that were uh, GWF promoter exclusive cards. And, you know, I think part of, you know, part of me is like, um, yeah, there's kind of two schools of thought there. It's like, well, you know, shouldn't everybody get access to everything or, you know, should there be some cool things that are kind of cool things out there that are collectibles and then should be sought after? And, you know, I think we, we uh, at least my, my point of view is um, that a lot of the things that we do is, is available is always going to be available. Like the things that you really, really want uh, to have are going to be available. Our main sets, they're not really going to go out, out of print, at least the color ones that we're doing right now. Um, but you know, not to say there's some other different cards that come out that are maybe not as crucial or, you know, maybe an alternate version, uh, something like that shouldn't be made available, uh, as, as a collectible. Um, and, and that's kind of, I think the mindset that we have, and, and I think, you know, we, we're going to be strategic about it. We're not going to have, you know, tons and tons of, you know, exclusives all the time, but you know, when it makes sense as like a convention, uh, release, I think we'll, we'll, we'll probably see more like that. And there might be some other ones in between that might be for another platform as well. Well, well and I think, Todd, you, you bring up a, one point that I think sort of needs to be talked about. It was that you talked about it being exclusive. Um, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, you know, in the past, we had the promoter exclusive cards that, you know, I wasn't a subscriber when Johnny Rocket and... Um, um, the Draconian Sheik were first made available, and it took me years to get my hands on copies of those, to your point about pursuing uh, those cards. But on the other hand, you know, doing these virtual events now, none of those are exclusive to geography. You don't, you know, you don't have to have any special, you know, like, oh, I need to buy airfare. Because one of the thoughts we did was, and there have been Galacticon exclusive giveaways before, but, but we kind of shied away from them for the most part. They were made available to people yeah. after Galacticon, usually. Right. Uh, there, there were a couple that were exclusive, but for the most part, we tried to make them available. And the thought was we didn't want to be, you know, just because you lived in Germany or you lived in, I don't know, Denmark, maybe. Um, <laughs> to, to, uh, or, or in Hello, Japan. Denmark. Yeah, hello, Denmark. <laughs> How you doing, Stu? Right there, <laughs> Stu, or, Stu's looking at you. Um, but, but, you know, or Japan or, or even California or Missouri or somewhere you couldn't get to wherever Galacticon was, we, we tried to not make it be exclusive. The beauty of these virtual events that we've been doing is that anyone can come. So we're not excluding anyone from exclusive content from these events. We're making it accessible to you so you can get to these. So it's collectible but still accessible. And I think that's what we're trying to sort of strike the balance of. We don't want to do something that only 50 people can get access to or only 100 people can get access to. We will make it, you know, we will print as many of these cards as we need to to make sure everyone who attends 
in one way, shape, or form, whether it's in person when we get back to that, or virtual, will have access to these. And I think that's what sort of is the right balance with these cards. And, and I think what makes it the right time is we found the technology to deliver the accessibility to people that I think makes it uh, inclusive rather than exclusive. Right, good point. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's funny because the, there's a part of me that wants to sort of play the opposite side of the argument just, just for discussion's sake. But I, I think that it, it's something that um, for those that are more you know, collectible minded, it gives them something that, you know, oh, I, 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 you know, I want this to be a part of my collection. You know, that, that, that this is something for the, the completionist. And, and, and then, you know, there are other folks that might be more casual players of the game, you know, that don't necessarily need to have access to everything. And, and again, I think that the, you know, that, that, that anyone who might be against it might not also understand exactly what Todd pointed out in the beginning. This has been going on for years, you know, in the realm of COTG. And, and I think that there are plenty of exclusive cards out there. I mean, there were low print runs on cards like the, you know, the, the Sicilian Lou Albano or the, you know, the Bobby Heenan wrestler card or, you know, the, the, the King Kong Bundy card. Bundy is gone. Bundy's out of stock at this point. Yeah. Not to say that we're not going to do another Bundy down the line that people can get access to, but yeah. And there's yeah, always you want to, but I guess the question is, would you want to buy a numbered card that then everybody gets? Like, I mean, it's been done before. I'm not saying it can't be done, but I think for the most part, people, if you buy a numbered card, you want that to be a limited edition, limited run, and then done. That doesn't, to, to your point, Todd, it's not to say we won't do that wrestler again, but we'll do it differently if we're going to do yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and the idea is, too, that, you know, there's always the opportunity to purchase these cards in a digital format. You know, it's like we, you know, there are, this isn't one of those situations where, um, you know, I happen to be a bit of a cinephile. And so I collect, you know, movies and DVDs. And recently there were a batch of movies that went out of print from this boutique label. And, you know, people were scrambling to find copies. Now, I had copies because I've been collecting these for a while. And, you know, now there are a lot of people lamenting the fact that these these are out of print and you can't get these particular special features anymore. You can't you know, they're not available streaming. They're not you know, they're they're just hard to find movies. And the thing is, is it's like that's not the case with these. You know, they're still available in certain formats, you know, and and, and Todd, I know you and I in the conversation, you had mentioned the uh, possibility that some of these cards would be offered in a PDF format which again is something that Filsinger Games already does. There are sets that are no longer in print and physical copies that you offer in PDF format so that people can get those, you know, they can still access those wrestlers and use those people in their feds. And, and so, you know, will there eventually maybe be some cards that you can only get this format and this is the only way to get them and this is the only channel to do that? Maybe. But at the same time, I think that you know, we're not talking about an essential card here. You know, you're not talking about making somebody like a, a Luthez an exclusive card that you can only buy this way. Now, maybe down the road, there'll be exclusive artwork available for a card or something like that. So I think that it, it, it to me, it seems to be uh, something that A, has already been done within the realm of Filsinger Games and B, is something that 
you find in in every kind of collectible market these days, variant comic book covers or, you know, store exclusive comic book covers um, and even video games that you play online these days. There are certain cards that are harder to get than other, you know, cards for like FIFA or, or, or Madden or, you know, any of those sports games. And so I, I think that it, it really just heightens the collectability uh, of the game um, and it it adds an element of fun without, like you were saying, Mike, being exclusionary without saying, you know, you can, you can only get this card if you hop on a plane and, you know, go to Jamestown, New York or, or you know, wherever. And so I think that that, in, in my mind, uh, is, is a really defensible position to take for people that might be um, dismayed at the prospect of exclusive cards um, because I certainly don't see this as being something that it, it is going to spoil someone's fun. If anything, it'll just enhance the fun of those that want to collect these cards. Well, and, and also, it's not like it costs you five hundred dollars to get into Galacticon, right? Right. Like, this isn't like some <laughs> some like premium, or I shouldn't even say. I mean, some people might not even think five hundred. I think five hundred is a premium price. Maybe other people would think five thousand dollars is a premium price. But it's whatever it is, it's not a premium price that we're asking you know people to pay to get into these events. They're, I think reasonably low bar prices, you know, to get into. I, I don't mean to, you know, suggest people's money isn't hard earned and it isn't worth respecting, but it's it, we're not. You know, none of the events we do are high cost events. They're they're all reasonably priced, and and so I think that, um, you know, we try and make it attainable so that even if, I mean, I know there were a couple of people who couldn't even make the event who bought tickets to the event to get the nacho card right oh yeah because they they wanted they wanted in and and, you know like i said nacho shouldn't be controversial you know everybody should love this this is this is about you know sort of bringing something special to people not you know trying to make something you know exclusionary or you know difficult to attain we're we're announcing it up front that there's going to be a special card it, you know, and, and if it's going to be, and I'll, I'll just say this right now, if it's going to be a big deal name, like for whatever reason, if we have some deal where somebody's agreeing to appear and have their card and it'll be a one-time only thing, we can't sell it because there's some people who want specific windows around, you know, what's allowed, you know, what we're allowed to do with their name. We'll do that, but we'll let people know it's a big deal name. Like, right. this is a big deal and we won't like, you know, we won't try and like hype up, you know, we're going to do a Mike Molesky card, right? You know, like the, the, that's not what we're going to do. It's, it's not going to be something that we're going to try and mislead people with. If, if we, if we hype up a, a, that it's going to be an exclusive name, that's a big deal for this particular event. It's going to be a big name. Um, in the, at least the most objective way we can say that. Yeah. Well, and it goes into too, the idea that like, you know, pre-orders I think are very important too. You know, it's like, if you, if you really want something, you know, just pre-order it. And, and, and I see this, you know, in other collectible markets all the time where it's like, there'll be like a six month plus pre-order window for something and then it'll come out and it'll be sold out pretty much as soon as it comes out and people will complain. And it's just like, you had like six months to pre-order that, you know, it's like, and in some cases even longer. And, and so I think that again, you know, we're talking about giving advance notice, et cetera, you know, but, you know, I guess to kind of play the opposite side for a second, you know, what, what do you say to people that, you know, want to have every single card available that started playing 
you know, today. They want, they want that Johnny Rocket card for their Fed when they hit that year. They want that Draconian Sheet card. They want everything available when they start playing. And that, to them, if I start playing today and find out that there are cards that I'll never have, that, to me, is a drawback that maybe I'll, I'll second-guess whether or not I want to keep playing. What would you say to those people? Well, I think for the completionists there, you know, people who are really into collecting, I think part of it uh, is also the thrill of the hunt. Uh, I know Grant talked about it on his podcast there. Like, you know, part of it was like going in and being able to find and get access to those cards. Like it's, it's definitely possible within, within the, um, within the community here. And, you know, maybe we'll make, maybe we have to make things a little bit more open that people can like, you know, find those different things that they're looking for. I know there's certain people that are always, you know, might have extras of things or whatnot. Um, so he's saying that there's certain things that are, you know, that, that, that you will have to look for. Um, and, you know, and, and, and um, that it's definitely possible. And again, there's different things that we're going to have. Some of those uh, cards that are not available. Yeah. We maybe still have a couple, but they will be at the things like uh, charity auctions and stuff like that. I will say if you missed out on your Nacho Barrera card, and you want a, you want opportunity to purchase one? Uh, I would highly suggest being at Galacticon and being in the auction this year, because I, I'm sure there's going to be at least one in there. So, <laughs> and some other ones that we've done in the past, like we 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 will have some Johnny Rocket cards that'll come out. We have you know um, you know Bust Up and Necros were you know one there, and I still have some of those too. Yeah, you know, I have a couple of those, and they'll find their way into into those uh, charity auctions. And then again, there's some other people who, you know, might be looking to, okay, you know, I, I maybe not into needing absolutely everything and I'll help out somebody else. It's, it's a great community and people are willing to help out people when they need it. And, and I think another great point to make in that, Todd, is that in addition to the, the physical originals being there, we also may do digital versions of some of these cards in the future. We may do like P downloadable PDFs. Now, there may be a slight difference to it so that you can't print it out and have people think it's the same card. Um, you, you know, like it, you know, it, it's not necessarily going to be that much of the original, but but I think, look, the Pilsinger Games has always been a company that prided itself on being fan friendly. I think you know, from the very beginning, Pilsinger Games, Tom made it a priority to be fan friendly. We're always going to be fan friendly, and we're going to try and find ways to deliver content to people. Um, but I think this is a neat different thing that, that also scratches an itch for certain people, that they want something that's special, that's a little exclusive without being exclusionary. And, 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 and I think this is, I think we're, we're working real hard to try and strike the balance and, and find that footing. And I think we've, we've been successful so far. Yeah. Well, just in, in, in some of the conversations, you know, that I know that we've had before, you know, off mic, uh, a lot of the ideas seem you know, more than equitable, more than fair. And, 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 and I think, again, give people the opportunity to maybe get something that, that feels collectible. And, and, and kind of like what you were saying, Todd, if somebody's a completionist, they're going to seek that out regardless of when they start. In fact, that might be part of the appeal even. You know, the idea that it's like, well, I started playing in you know 2005 and I know by then it was really hard to come by these cards and I just never picked them up but now I know that there's you know there is that kind of aftermarket if you will where maybe I can hunt it down and I can you know add that to my collection and I think that that'll always be appealing to some some people and and, and you know regardless of, of of what the the medium is so um 
All that said, I, I propose that we add a buy, sell, trade thread to the message boards so that people can indeed start, you know, doing that sort of thing I'm, out in I'm the open. Why with not? That. I think it's a great <laughs> idea. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, then, then I can take the, the miscellaneous selling my X set, you know, please PM me for, if you're interested. <laughs> right. That to a, uh, Mike's going to magically find a whole bunch of early classic sets somewhere that are going to wind up there, you know? <laughs> I, you know, I wish I could. That, that would be one of the great, great things in my life if I could find a, a, a magical pile of those things. I, I'd, I'd make a million dollars, I think. <laughs> you know, and, it's, and it, is, it is worth noting, too, that like you were saying, there's always the chance for, whether it's in a PDF form or digital form or maybe even a physical release of, of a second edition. Of a, of a reprint that maybe is just a little bit different from that original. So we still know, you know, it's above board. We're not just reprinting the same thing or something. And I think again, that that's, you know, there, there's always going to be chances for that to happen. I mean, you look back on the fact that, you know, it's, it was a big conversation on uncharted territory, not that long ago, we've spoken a little bit about it on, on KOPW, but like the original set, there were only 500 copies. So like to have one of those originals, you know, that, that, that means something. And, and yet at the same time, you can still buy 2087. It's not like it's, you know, it's gone now because those original 500 sold out. So I, I, I think that there will always be opportunities that come up. You might have to wait a little bit, you know, it's, it's the same thing with anything, you know, uh, I know like star Wars black series toys are notorious for that. where like a toy will go out of circulation. You can't find, you know, Captain Rex now, uh, and, and he's selling for, you know, $200 on eBay. And then the next thing you know, Hasbro is like, hey, we're doing this archive series. We're going to do a Captain Rex, you know, release in that. And, and so it's like, it, it just, that's just kind of the way it goes. And I think that it, again, um, if anything, I think it only heightens the appeal for a lot of folks, myself included, you know, because I'm somebody that wants to try to, to have the full set, if you will. And uh, I look forward to kind of seeing what, uh, what you guys come up with as far as exclusives go down the road. So uh, I think it'll be, I think it'll be a lot of fun. And I will say there will be a Galacticon exclusive card uh, there, but again, we are going to be uh, not exclusionary. There will be uh, ability for anybody around the world to participate in Galacticon this year, uh, as we mentioned uh, during the perennial. So that's your next opportunity. And uh, I know we got a couple ideas that we're floating around for what that's going to be. Yeah. Well, perhaps it wasn't as contentious of a Storm the Ring and Brawl segment as it could have been. Uh, but that doesn't mean that, 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 you know, the fight has to take place here between the three of us. So uh, if anyone out there listening has thoughts and comments, make sure you jump in on the discussion boards uh, and let us know what you're thinking. And we can carry this brawl over and under and outside wherever it needs to go. If it ends well, up in, best, you know, the bay. It, the best brawls are always outside the ring. So, so exactly. you know, <laughs> right. we stormed the ring and brawl, but hopefully the, the outside the ring brawl will be even more entertaining. Yeah. Should we, should we explain just in case there's anyone's list? I, I can't imagine that anyone listening doesn't know the, the, the origin of that term. Yeah, to storm the ring and brawl. When uh, I know when I was first starting uh, playing champions of the galaxy, uh, there was different price breaks. If you had certain number of sets you bought, but if you bought everything, you stormed the ring and brawled, and you bought absolutely everything. I did that. Uh, I bought the first seven sets uh, when I first started. So, yeah, they, I, I, when I started playing, 
we didn't have that option. No, I, 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 I had to buy all three sets at once, so we didn't have a storm. Yeah, the ring you didn't have the option to storm the ring. But, oh well. But but but, but it's a it is a you know time honored tradition in Filsinger games that uh, to storm the ring brawl. So happy to bring that segment here to pay. And, and I think something we're we're bringing back to, to history. Yeah, and something I think we're going to bring back too as well. Uh, I know there's been uh, some Astromorphs package deals and stuff like that in the store. That's one of the other things we're looking to, to put into there this year is we're kind of really going to be looking to uh, you know, expand what we're doing in, in the uh, in the Phil Singer game shop. Nice. Nice. Um, I think it's always a great opportunity. I know that there, you know, there was a time there where I kind of fell a little bit behind and, and wanted to get up to speed. And so having the chance to buy multiple sets at once uh, and get a little bit of a price break was always kind of cool. You know, even if it was only like three or four bucks off, it was still three or four bucks that I saved by buying those three, you know, three or four sets. So um, excellent. Well, uh, I think it's time for us to go home. Um, and in, in this wrap up segment, there's one thing that I want to mention that I actually meant to mention earlier and didn't get a chance to. And that is that the new Tendron art for the War Games 2091 set. I love that art. And this is no disrespect to the original art whatsoever, but for my money, that might be one of the greatest like changes of art of any of the new art that, that we've had for you know any of these sort of reimagined sets. So it's, uh, it's a super cool piece. And uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to having you know, those cards in, in, in hand um, and, and you know, who knows. Maybe maybe he'll get a little bit more of a push. He won't go anywhere with it because he has an eight five pin rating. But I still might give him a little bit of a push <laughs> just for the artwork alone. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, not to. I think this might be the third time tonight. I'm going to sound like a Warner cheerleader, but but I think <laughs> he did a fantastic job with it. I think Rob came up with a great concept because uh, that was Rob's idea to, to sort of change the vantage point on Tendron, nice. and and I know they went through a lot of. They went through a number of iterations to try and get that right to sort of so that it was that look without it being too creepy, but also without it being like not creepy enough. Like, you know, Tenbron has to be sort of like that intimidating guy. I mean, that's the whole point of his character. He's a bit of an enforcer on that team. And so I think that uh, they really hit it out of the park with that. I think it was a great, great job. And I like the little touch of keeping his prisoner number intact from the original art, too. That was nice. Yeah. Very, very Are about continuity around here. So that that's was right. Important. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been so much fun. Uh, I can't believe we finally done it. Uh, here we are. Phil Singer Games roll up the official Phil Singer Games podcast. Um, just thrilled to be able to make this a reality um, and, and, and be able to talk with you guys and continue the conversation. I know next week I'm super excited we're going to have a character spotlight on Star Warrior. Um, you know, we, we were talking about what character we should cover first when we got the ball rolling and, uh, and Star Warrior was just sort of the natural choice. I, I, I think, you know, we kind of went back and forth with a couple other people, but uh, I'm really looking forward to talking about Star Warrior as a character. Uh, and of course we'll have more news notes and, and, and uh, our, our opening bell segment. Um, so we're really looking forward to, to getting all the feedback, hearing what everyone thinks. Uh, again, you know, the format is going to grow and change over the weeks and there'll be different segments and interview spots. Um, but I'm just thrilled and, and excited that we're finally able to do this. Uh, Mike, you got anything for us before we, we get out of here? I'm just, you know, glad that everybody who's tuned in, I mean, we're really excited to sort of bring, 
you know, some more news, more insights, a different perspective on things to people. And so I think this is a, a great venue to do that. We're really happy to have you doing it, Sam. I mean, obviously you've done a great job with the uh, Cruiser Pro Wrestling Podcast and, and, and our appearances there, but I think it's, it's great to sort of step into our own venue, sort of have our own home stadium, if you will. And, uh, Absolutely. You know, you know, sort of uh, have a great time together. So I think I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Todd, what about you? Um, yeah, no, absolutely. It's great to, to kind of, um, you know, be, be on our own here. Uh, but I did also want to give a shout out to all the other podcasts. I know, uh, you know, Corey's always doing that on the um, Uncharted Territories. So I do want to give a shout out to those guys um, for kind of, you know, doing everything and really kind of helping out with the podcast boom here. Uh, they, they go, I think we're going to try to bring something different than what, uh, um, Uncharted Territory does and what the Phil Singer Games uh, Band Podcast does. You know, we're kind of you know, discussing things more on the headquarters side. I think the, the Uncharted Territories guys do a great job kind of looking at a lot of the, of the historic perspective. And uh, and then, um, you know, Grant is awesome. I love, I always tune in live uh, as much as I can to his podcast. He is the Dave Meltzer of Phil Singer Games, I feel. Uh, I, anything that that happens there, he's always catching it. So I know there's been a couple of things I've missed up to, in the past uh, couple of months, once in a while, and it always gets caught there. So I know I'm always going to be on the, on my toes there, but I, I definitely appreciate what he's done uh, with that podcast as well. So, you know, we're glad to have like an official one here. King of Pro Wrestling was awesome, but really uh, doing this on this platform will give us a lot of uh, opportunities to kind of branch into some new things. And uh, thank you, Sam, for hosting your awesome host for this podcast for all of our online conventions and uh, definitely appreciate uh, having you aboard. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm super excited. And I, you know, one of the things that we talked about this uh, the very first time, you know, was just kind of one of those things where it's like, look, I am absolutely happy to keep doing this on King of Pro Wrestling. And there has been a long stretch of time where pretty much the only thing that I did with that podcast was Phil Singer Games, but it was just clear to me that, you know, it was, it was more than, more than past time to have an official you know, channel for people to, to kind of tune into. So uh, make sure you follow us on Apple Podcasts, subscribe uh, on your other uh, podcast catchers or, or whatever they're called these days. Uh, and uh, hopefully we'll be up on uh, all those other channels, including Spotify, which takes forever to get approved uh, very soon. And you'll be able to listen to us wherever you like. Um, but in the meantime, keep the dice rolling. And, and thank you all so much for joining us on this, the very first episode of Roll Up, the official Phil Singer Games podcast. Uh, take care, and we'll talk to you again real soon.